Hello and welcome to Nudge, the podcast that's dedicated to uncovering smart, proven ways to improve your marketing. Now imagine you're on a date. You meet for drinks after work, share a few funny stories about friends, and overall you think the date is going okay. Not amazing, but okay. However, just as you're about to say goodbye, your date catches their leg on the table and slips, spilling beer all over themselves. Do you think a slip-up like this would make you think again about a second date? Well, if the Prattful effect is correct, then you're actually far more likely to meet up for another drink. The Prattful effect was discovered way back in 1966 by a Harvard psychologist named Elliot Aronson. In his study, Aronson recorded an actor answering a series of questions. In the first version of the experiment, the actor answered incredibly well, getting 92% of the questions correct. However, after answering the final question, the actor spills a cup of coffee all over his trousers. Then the actor recorded the exact same series of questions, again answering with a 92% accuracy, only this time he doesn't spill the coffee. The researcher then showed these two different versions to participants and asked them to rate the actor based on how likeable he was. When the actor spilled coffee, he was rated as considerably more likeable than when he didn't. In Aronson's words, the practical effect made the actor more appealing, increasing his approachability and making him seem more human. The podcast I'd like to recommend today is the D2C pod, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. The D2C pod is a podcast all about all the things direct-to-consumer. The hosts cover everything from starting, growing, and optimizing e-commerce stores and D2C brands. If you're interested in the stories behind your favorite consumer brands, this is a podcast for you. To start, I'd suggest checking out episode 318, which features the CMO of Feastables. So listen to D2C pod wherever you get your podcasts. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's like trying to remember the name of someone you've just met at a networking event. I've made this mistake before, introducing a colleague to my new friend Dan, only to find out his name was actually Ian. Being personal with your customers is important, but keeping on top of all that information can be very hard. That's where HubSpot's all-new service hub comes in. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. It's got an AI-powered help desk and an AI-powered chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. Plus, it never forgets a first name. All of that can help you scale support and drive retention and revenue. That means better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit hubspot.com slash service to do more for your customers today. A similar study was carried out by a team at Swansea University in Wales led by Joe Sylvester. This time, the researchers looked at the effect of admitting to past mistakes in an interview. The team found that those who highlighted past mistakes in their second round interviews were considered more likeable and thus were far more likely to be offered the job. Essentially highlighting your weaknesses and flaws, or revealing one perhaps by spilling your coffee, increased your likeability. I asked Joseph Marks, a doctoral researcher at University College London and author of Messengers, a book about why some characteristics make people more successful, 
to explain why this effect occurs. So messengers who admit to small weaknesses in their case before delivering them will actually shape how receptive people are to their subsequent message because they're more likely to be, to be viewed as trustworthy and credible. Essentially, their audience is disarmed by the very fact that they haven't tried to big it up and seem to be offering sincere advice. But the Prattful effect won't just help you secure a second date. In fact, studies suggest that it could save you from a spell in prison. The effect is very robust and it's been shown in a number of situations. So, for example, trial attorneys who admit to a weakness before a rival attorney points to it tend to win more cases. Political campaigners who begin speeches by saying something positive about an opponent will often receive the boost in their perceived trustworthiness. And advertisers who point out a small drawback in their product or their service before highlighting its strength can experience a large increase in sales. As Joseph says, the Prattful effect doesn't just work for people, it works for products and advertisements as well. Consumer psychologist Adam Ferrier proved this by asking a representative sample of 626 people a question about cookies. The participants were shown two cookies which were identical apart from one small difference. One cookie had a rough edge while the other was perfectly smooth. As you can guess, the cookie with the rough edge was overwhelmingly the favourite with 66% of people preferring it. This study was repeated with a Polish chocolate spread brand called Lindo Lada. The company created two identical ads for their product. In the first, the condiment was neatly spread, and in the second ad, the chocolate was messily spread across the toast and even on the table beneath. After showing the ad to 5,800 participants, 63% declared that the imperfect version was preferred. Essentially, the Prattful effect increases the appeal of products and ads rather than detracting from it. However, there's a caveat. The Prattful effect doesn't work all of the time. Elliot Aronson repeated his experiment with the actor and the coffee spill, except in the new version, the actor only answered 30% of the questions correctly. Before, the actor was seen as competent, answering almost every question correctly, but in this version, he showed his incompetence. Once again, the participants were asked to rate the actor's appeal. However, this time, spilling the coffee actually made him seem less appealing. The Prattful effect isn't a purely positive effect. It makes competent people more likeable, but incompetent people far less liked. The same is true in the job application example. If the candidate hadn't impressed during the first round of interviews, then highlighting their mistakes in the second round was actually a costly tactic, reducing the chances that they would secure the job. In a similar vein, the effect only works if the imperfections in, say, the cookie experiment are not significant. When the study with the cookies was repeated, but the cookie contained a small streak of mould rather than rough edges, no participants chose the imperfect version. The flaw was simply too significant. Moving away from research, I asked Joseph about brands that use the Prattful effect in their marketing. A classic example, Marmite, whose slogan is um, you either love it or you hate it. So they're kind of putting it out there already that a lot of people are going to hate this product. You, you kind of know that and you think, well, okay, you're, you're being sincere with us. You're not trying to tell us everyone thinks it's great to appeal to a norm. You're mocking your own product, um, which, which people like and, they, and they, they reward with kind of a perceived softer effect 
um, in this way. And and the approach is particularly successful if the audience is already aware of the weakness. So if you already know that a lot of people hate Marmite, you're not going to be convinced if they say everyone loves our product, then this kind of strategy is going to be particularly effective um, because, you know, the damage has already been done anyway. Highlighting a flaw has consistently produced remarkable results for Marmite. In 2014, Unilever produced an eight-week campaign slightly tweaking Marmite's love-it-or-hate-it slogan. In this version, Marmite was pictured as being left at the back of the cupboard, unused and unopened for months. The campaign, called End Marmite Neglect, was highlighting the fact that for most consumers, Marmite is barely used. Yet in showcasing this weakness, sales soared. The brand saw a 14% increase in year-on-year sales, generating £37 million in additional revenue. In fact, the advert helped Marmite bag the 2014 Brand of the Year title at Marketing Week's Engage Awards. But Marmite wasn't the first to use this effect in advertising. One of the earliest examples was the 1959 American VW ad, which highlighted the flaws of their car, the Beetle. The ads, which featured a side-on picture of the car, contained Prattville-inspired headlines. One wrote, Why is our nose so stubby? Another stated, Ugly, but it gets you there. While a different ad included a line saying, A VW won't go over 72 miles per hour, even though the speedometer shows a wildly optimistic top speed of 90. Attend any MBA branding course or flick through any recent marketing textbook and you'll no doubt see endless advice on how to promote a product's benefits. But VW did the exact opposite, highlighting flaws and hardly mentioning positives. And yet, the campaign was ranked by AdAge as the best ad of the 20th century and importantly, helped sell cars. In 1963, VW sold a quarter of a million vehicles, more than any other imported car brand in America. You might think that this is because advertising was different in the 60s. Perhaps the competition was so small that advertising almost anything in a magazine would guarantee sales. Well, Avis disproved this in 2014 when the rental car company resurrected another campaign from the 60s that emphasised the Prattville effect. The ads showcase the company's unpopularity when compared to their main competitor, Hertz. Their slogan famously stated, When you're only number two, you try harder or else. The ad, which Richard shot in documents in his book The Choice Factory, made Avis a profit of £1.2 within one year of launching. And it's not just cars. KFC's FCK campaign, Stella Artois' reassuringly expensive slogan, and Picnic's Chocolate's deliciously ugly ads all follow the same format. One of my favourite examples doesn't come from a major brand, but a small ski resort in Utah. Snowbird Resorts produced an ad showing a one-star review from a customer. The review, titled Too Advanced, said... I've heard that Snowbird is a tough mountain, but this is ridiculous. How is anybody supposed to ride it? Not fun. Unsurprisingly, the promotion generated considerable business and was the first time a Utah ski resort was featured on Advertising Week's website. Revealing your weaknesses according to the Prattville effect is apparently a smart idea. Now, one of my weaknesses was spending weeks over the 2020 lockdown re-recording videos for the Science of Marketing course. 
The course should have only taken a few days to record, but I'm awful at pronunciation, so I had to re-record lessons time and time again. But that hard work paid off. Today, many of you are levelling up your marketing by taking the Science of Marketing course. The four-part course contains 52 bite-sized video lessons, and it's got information from marketing pioneers, inspiring researchers, and game-changing companies to help you understand how to improve your marketing. Now, access to this course is completely free, but there is a waiting list. So don't hesitate and sign up today. Click the link in the show notes or head to scienceofmarketing.teachable.com to sign up. Snowbird highlighted their negative reviews online, while the rest of us only ever show our five-star ratings. Which raises an interesting point. Would a company with a fantastic five-star rating be seen as worse or better than one with four and a half stars? A 2015 study analysed 111,000 product reviews across 22 categories and linked the product's ratings with the actual probability of purchasing. What they found was that the perfect five-star scores didn't produce the highest amount of sales. Instead, scores between 4.2 stars and 4.5 stars were far more likely to result in a purchase. The authors from Northwestern University stated that the negative reviews had a positive impact because they help establish trust and authenticity. Consumers understand that a product can't be perfect and find a lower rating more believable. The Prattville effect can give a politician a bump in the polls, it can help secure a job ahead of an equal candidate, and it can even encourage a jury to acquit someone. For products, it's also extremely powerful, making imperfect cookies taste nicer than their rounded counterparts. But it's also seen as an incredibly powerful marketing tool, helping the likes of Marmite, Avis and VW dramatically increase their sales. Most of you would have heard of the extremely well-known Carlsberg campaign that states it's probably the best beer in the world. Well, the marketing gurus who came up with that slogan have even started to trial the Prattville effect in their ads, slightly tweaking the line so it now reads, probably not the best beer in the world. That's it for me today. If you want to find out more about the Prattville effect, I'd suggest reading Joseph Mark's books, Messengers and Richard Shotton's The Choice Factory. Both go into great detail to explain how the effect works and how it's used in marketing. If you're enjoying Nudge, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. The podcast is probably not the best in the world, but a review from you could greatly help us. And finally, if you have any feedback or if you'd like to get in touch, send me a tweet to at nudgepodcast or email me on nudgepod at gmail.com. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this imperfect episode of Nudge. Nudge.